Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. My co-host Robert Zirk is on holidays this week. Today on RC360 is part two of our best of season one year-end roundup. On today's show, we'll feature our coverage of Casey Adams' Perception photo series, our interview with the founders of the Friends of Haley Fund, and our interview with Jonathan Taves. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Hello and good morning. Happy 2016 to everyone out there in Winnipeg this fine morning. Uh, I hope your new year is amazing so far. We're a couple days in. Uh, Today we're going to be revisiting a few of our favorite stories from season one of RC360. We've we've put in over, or we put out, I guess, over 40 episodes in the first season, and we have covered countless stories in and around Winnipeg. Uh, So today we're going to be looking back into the RC360 archives and, and replaying some of our classic interviews and our favorite stories. So whether you're hearing them again or for the first time, uh, we really hope that you'll enjoy them. If one of your favorite stories wasn't included in our Best of Season 1 episodes, either this one or Robert's previous episode, remember you can always go back and listen to any of our past uh, shows by visiting rivercity360.org on your computer or any of your devices. Uh, There's only... There's already over 40 episodes from season one, and there's a few other little tidbits and and some special things in there as well. So visit uh, rivercity360.org. Coming up after our first musical break, we'll revisit our coverage of Casey Adams' Perception Photo Series, an incredible campaign that really explored uh, the racism in our city. But first, here's Photographs and Memories by Jim Croce, right here on RC360. Photographs and Memories Christmas cards you sent to me All that I have are these To remember you Memories that come at night Take me to another time Back to a happier day When I called you mine But we sure had a good time when we started way back when Morning walks and bedroom talks, oh how I loved you then Summer skies and lullabies Nights we couldn't say goodbye And of all of the things that we knew Not a dream survived Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell with you here this morning, uh, bringing you RC360's best of season one. Uh, The first story I wanted to share is about local artist and photographer Casey Adams and her Perception photo series. Um, If you live in or around Winnipeg, you may have seen her photos all around the city. Uh, They're really powerful shots and and really started a a much-needed dialogue about racism in our culture and in our city. Uh, According to Casey's website, um, the Perception series was an attempt to combat the stereotypes of some of the pub- some some of the public have of First Nation, Inuit, and Métis people, and also to illustrate that you cannot judge a book by its cover. So, without further ado, here's our coverage of Casey Adams' Perception series, all the way back from episode two of River City 360. <music> 
are listening to River City 360, and we are joined in studio now by senior producer for RC360, Robert Zirk. Robert, thanks for sitting down with us. Glad to be here. Now, you and I went to kind of a cool event on Thursday, which right. was called Perception. Uh, it was a photography exhibit by local artist Casey Adams. Um, basically, the exhibit was she took a picture of various models, and on the left, it was sort of a negative, frowning face with a typically a racial slur or something negative, and then on the right, it was a smiling face, and it kind of showed the reality of who that person truly was. It was a very pro- provocative exhibit, but why do you think uh, the artist Casey Adams wanted to do something like this? And not only that, why do you think it's important for Winnipeg? It's very important for Winnipeg. Casey herself mentioned in her artist statement that one of the things that really drew her to uh, to putting together this project was social media. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the negative comments that people were leaving, most of the time anonymously, yeah. that referenced a lot of these stereotypes. One of the people that we spoke with was Trisha Wozny. She's the manager of public art at the Winnipeg Arts Council. And she had an interesting perspective herself about the project. It really takes those stereotypes that we hear and make us cringe. She puts them out there for people to see and then counters them with these other thoughts that are the real people. And I think that's really important because I think there are those perceptions out there still to this day, even though it's a horrifying thought. And I think it's really important to put that in people's faces. So getting the project out into the public is important, I imagine, instead of, you know, just being in an art gallery or something where people aren't going to be as exposed to it. Definitely. And that's what George Bass, who manages the philanthropy programs at Wawanisa Insurance, was telling us. And as part of why Wawanisa made a donation in support of the exhibit was the fact that it was able to bring an important social issue out to the general public they're going to display them on billboards and around buses and in high traffic public areas so that people who might not generally go into an art gallery to see these sorts of things will see it. It's very public art and it's going to lead, I think, I hope, to a very public discussion. So some of these public areas uh, include the Winnipeg Art Gallery, Portage Place and the United Way. But uh, Casey spoke a lot. She said a lot about just starting a dialogue and starting the conversation. And do you think this exhibit's going to do so? I think so. Uh, Casey herself mentioned that it's not about pointing fingers necessarily. It's about acknowledging the negative, but the outcome is intended to be positive. Mm -hmm. She wants things to be better. That was also what motivated some of the models uh, whom we spoke with, including Brennan Manikisic. Well, the idea is to be positive, but at the same time, too, it's also facing the ugly truth of what racism is and words hurt, terminology hurts. I'm always also moved by some of the stories of the other models, like, for instance, Casey's mother, you know, just the terminology, dirty little Indian, you know, it brought her to tears to recall those things. And she's like, you know, well into her 60s. And, you know, even myself, in terms of like the label I chose, uh, tax burden, it was always like something that negatively resonated with me in terms of just like this terrible phrase that just implied a lot of drains on not just the system, but just in terms of my inability to contribute to not just society, but my own community, my own family. So I wanted to kind of tackle that negative terminology and just provide something positive, especially for my kids. We also talked to Jordan Wheeler. Uh, He was another one of the models, and he talked about his own experiences dealing with negative stereotyping and racism and why it was important for him to be a part of this project. It struck me right away what Casey was trying to do, and it tapped into, and she talked about her family history and things that were said to her mom, and it brought up stuff when I was a kid 
because I'm half white, unless you, you know, read my cheekbones, I'm not visibly native to a lot of people. So when my mom would get up off the bus and I would stay on the bus, people would turn around and say, is that your real mom? How can that be possible? And I could hear what people said when they didn't know that I was native. And when it happened around my kids, I was more prone to standing up and, and not confronting, but just trying to politely say, you know, maybe you shouldn't call your kid a dirty little Indian, especially in front of my native child. So that, their suggestion, what you wanted to do with the project, spit up all those, all that history and all those emotions. And I thought I owed it to a lot of people if I was offered the chance to, to go through something like this. Fantastic stuff. So where can our listeners go to find out more about uh, Perception? The images from Perception will be downtown in public places until the end of April. As you alluded to, you know, there will be posters, advertisements, billboards, building projections. I don't think you're going to be able to miss it if you're downtown cool. within the next month. Um, you can also check it out online. So that's at perceptionseries.com. There's a gallery of all the photos along with a little bit more about the project and the statement from Casey Adams herself. Coming up after the break, we revisit Colin and Janet Patterson's interview with RC360 about the Friends of Haley Fund, a fund that was started uh, at the Winnipeg Foundation in memory of their daughter Haley. Uh, But first, here's the Denny Vaughn Orchestra with Walk Hand in Hand with Me, right here on River City 360.
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here, continuing our best of season one roundup. Uh, one of my most memorable and, and in my opinion, my our most powerful stories we covered this year was of jo- uh, Colin and Janet Patterson of the Friends of Haley Foundation. Uh, they have a story um, about a fund that they started at the Winnipeg Foundation, which is really a story of uh, immense loss and tragedy, something Something no parent ever wants to endure is is um, outliving your child, and they found a way to turn their daughter's short life into an inspirational legacy that's going to help people for for years to come. Uh, here's our coverage of Haley's story from episode 27 of River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. Now, Nolan, I understand you spoke with a very inspiring couple recently. Uh, Tell our listeners about that. Absolutely. Noah Ehrenberg, who is our friend of the show and and guest coming up later in the show, had the opportunity to interview Colin and Janet Patterson. Um, They're two incredibly inspirational people. We put a little video together for the Winnipeg Foundation, and uh, they told us all about the Friends of Haley Foundation, which which is a fund uh, created at the Winnipeg Foundation in memory of their daughter Haley Marie Patterson. Uh, Haley was born at two pounds thirteen ounces at full term, so very very small, uh, due to a rare growth disorder that occurs in one out of a hundred thousand births. Uh, it's called Russell Silver syndrome, a very very rare disease. And uh, Haley spent her entire life, which was just ten months, in the neonatal intensive care unit at the Children's Hospital right here in Winnipeg. Uh, Colin actually reflected on spending so much time there and not really knowing if or when they'd be able to take Haley home. Weeks turned into months and months into more months and um, I think we broke new ground with him as far as how long a baby was was in their uniform. Wow, and so they set up a, a fund at the Winnipeg Foundation to honor Haley? That's right. Uh, the Friends of Haley F- Foundation, as I mentioned, is set up to support other parents and children in the NICU at the Children's Hospital, as, as well as so- support a scholarship for graduating students at St. Mary's Academy, who plan to pursue a career in any medical field so they can be a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. And uh, I thought it was just an incredible way to honor Haley's life. The Pattersons really had nothing but wonderful things to say about the the support they received from the doctors and nurses that took care of Haley during her time at the hospital, which is a huge reason and, and basically why they wanted to do something to give back. They did amazing work there with her, and there was times we thought we were going to get to take her home. She had a lot of struggles being so small, just uh, lots of issues with her heart and pulmonary hypertension, and she was on a, a vent for for most of her time in the NICU. But, you know, while she was there, we, we did our best to make her life as normal as possible, and we tried to do what we can, and we always held out the hope that we'd be able to bring her home. And unfortunately, after, after many months and lots of struggles, we just uh, we realized that we couldn't ask her to fight anymore. She and her little body had gotten tired. We held her in our arms, and we were able to say our final goodbye and we're so thankful that we were we got that opportunity to do that because there's a lot of families that don't get that chance so that is a a blessing for us as hard as it was it was a blessing that we were able to say goodbye to her and so after that we we looked at it and we knew we wanted to do something to honor her memory and kind of thought of what we could do and it brought up the idea of a foundation 
After losing someone so important, it's really incredible that the Pattersons have been able to show such strength and perseverance. Mm, I couldn't agree more. They're really making a difference and helping others in the wake of their own personal tragedy. It's truly an incredible story. To give back to those that helped us out so much and, um, and to try to give back to other families, you know, whether it's by the money to the NICU or by helping somebody become a doctor. Everybody that hears Haley's story is just drawn to her and, and you know, drawn to what we're trying to do. And it's just the support is unbelievable. If you would like to support uh, the Friends of Haley Foundation or watch the video that we produced for the Patterson family, you can visit www.wpgfdn.org for more information. Coming up after the break is my interview with three-time Stanley Cup champion and captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, Jonathan Taves. Uh, but here, but first, here's uh, Harry Chapin with uh, Circle right here on River City 360. All my life's a circle, sunrise and sundown. The moon rolls through the nighttime till the daybreak comes around. All my life's a circle But I can't tell you why The season's spinning round again The years keep rolling by It seems like I've been here before I can't remember when But I got this funny feeling that I'll be back once again There's no straight lines make up my life And all my roads have bends There's no clear-cut beginnings And so far, no dead ends I've found you a thousand times I guess you've done the same but then we lose each other It's just like a children's game But as I see you here again The thought runs through my mind Our love is like a circle Let's go round one more time Oh, all my life's a circle Sunrise and sundown The moon rolls through the night time Till the daybreak comes around All my life is a circle But I can't tell you why The season's spinning round again The years keep rolling by Welcome back to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and thank you for listening to part two of our Best of Season 1 episode, where we are revisiting some of my favorite stories from 2015. Um, last, but uh, definitely not least in my in my mind, is one of my favorites, um, my interview with Jonathan Taves. I was, I was honored to be able to sit down with Jonathan. Um, one of the best, if not, I mean, arguably the best hockey player in the world. For my for my money, he is the best in the world. Uh, he's a two-time Olympic gold medalist and three-time Stanley Cup champ. Local hero to almost every kid that you talk to that's ever laced up a pair of skates because 
Jonathan is uh, is quite the character, quite the uh, quite the inspiration for for the youth of today, and he's one of Winnipeg's proudest sons. To be honest, I mean, um, J- Jonathan was in town promoting Nourishing Potential, which is uh, an initiative that promotes healthy eating and clean living for kids here in Winnipeg. Uh, something Jonathan is extremely passionate about in his own life, and you could really see it came through in the in the interview. So again, without further ado, here is our interview with Jonathan Taves from episode 17 of River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell and joining us today, very special guest, uh, three-time Stanley Cup champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist and proud Winnipegger, Jonathan Taves. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Nolan. Thanks for having me. No problem. So first question, what, what was the catalyst for all this, for, for really being an advocate for healthy food choices and especially for kids? Well, it's not an easy question to answer unless you have a lot of time. I think for me, uh, my interest on the subject, I think, is it's been an evolution, I think, for anybody. Uh, I always say this, too, unless you have some type of health crisis in your life where you have to drastically rethink your choices, it's just kind of a, a thing that you take one step at a time. And for me, it's kind of been working towards that where I've learned enough to realize that good nutrition and healthy eating doesn't only isn't only for athletes, isn't only for, for people like myself, but it affects all of us on on a day-to-day scale, and not only who we are as people, how we interact with others, but um, how we think and basically our, our behavior and performance as people. So, you know, I think uh, we look around too. We see a lot of uh, disease. We see a lot of cancer. We see a lot of obesity. All these things that are happening to us, and we don't realize that these things are within our control, and we're able to prevent them. Um, so, I think, like I said, it's been evolution of coming to that knowledge and, and knowing that. Uh, be in my position, I can do something about it. That's great. Well, you do a lot of stuff in the Chicago area. I mean, I saw the uh, hashtag What's Your Goal campaign that the Blackhawks are doing. Mm-hmm. Great videos on there. Um, but I wondered why you wanted to give lend your name to Winnipeg and help out in your hometown as well. Well, I mean, it's where I was raised. I don't, uh, you know, I don't think you, you get to do um, what I do unless you have a, a lot of people behind the scenes helping you and supporting you and uh, kind of shaping you towards that that future and um so i'm not uh oblivious to that i didn't do it on my own i'm very happy and very uh, uh honored to have, have had the experience of i've had it playing hockey in chicago but it's always great to come home and, and kind of uh, touch base with family and friends and very important i think uh my teammates all think the same way that they go home and um do what they can in the, in the community to try and give back in some way for for uh, all the the bounces they've gotten in their life, I guess. It's great to see. So how does it feel when you go back to St. Vitel? Go, you probably played minor hockey at Dakota. Yeah. How does it feel going back there and seeing your face on the building and uh-huh. seeing the Jonathan Tate? That never, that, I never get used to that yeah. part, I'll tell you that much. But it's always great. And uh, it is a little weird. I mean, it, it, it's changed a lot. Uh, the street I grew up on where my dad used to build a backyard rink out in the field close to the perimeter there. Um, it's all gone. There's, there's, they're building houses and streets there. So, I mean, it's, uh, stretching out everywhere, but I mean, it, it's great. It's still, I mean, people are great. Um, the attitude and, and the energy hasn't changed. People are humble down to earth, uh, just the way I, re- I remember it, you know? That's great. Um, so you, you're known as a leader on and off the ice. I was wondering if when some of the new young guys come in, some of the rookies come in, do you sort of impart your knowledge about healthy food to them or do you have any say, you know, do you help them with their food choices at all? Well, again, I, I think uh, you can try and 
you know, as they say, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't always make them drink. And I think it, it applies to that situation where sometimes you think you know something, but people aren't going to change uh, the way they do things and they won't listen. They'll, they'll want to come to that, that understanding in their own, on their own terms. And, and that's fine. So I think uh, we, we do have a lot of guys in our locker room that take those things seriously. And I think it's been a huge part of our, our success and our longevity uh, playing the long seasons that we, we have in the last six years. And so some of the guys that maybe uh, weren't as open-minded to eating healthy and, and were maybe opposed to it thinking that it doesn't really matter uh, are starting to come around. Um, you know, there's still some guys that are pretty stubborn, but uh, the most you can do in that situation is just do what you do and, and kind of be a representation of, of what works. And um, eventually people will, will make the decision for themselves. Yeah, all you can really do is give them the knowledge and hope they Pretty much. take it. <laughs> uh, so I guess last question. Is it a coincidence that as soon, you said you started eating healthy kind of in your second season at Chicago? Yeah, that's right when it then. kind of all came crashing down and I needed to change something quick because right. it, it was ugly. So, And I mean, is it a coincidence that that's when you started winning championships? You won the Western Conference and then the Cup the year after that? Or is it just a happy... <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and give myself <laughs> that much credit, although I do feel I, I played a, a, a reasonable part in, in our team success. You know, I think we've... We have some some other great uh, great players, but great leaders in our locker room, guys that uh, are doing everything that I'm doing as well to further themselves and, and uh, better their their on ice performance. So, but yeah, for me, I mean that's where it all started as far as coming to the understanding of okay, I need to change what I'm eating because what I'm doing right now is just destroying my body and I'm not sleeping at night. I'm I can't play and I basically can't even function during yeah. the day. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stress there and it just kind of got worse. And so again, since then, like I've said, it's just baby steps, one, uh, just learning little things at a time and changing things. And basically all those things become habits in the end. And it's just kind of setting a foundation for your day and for your life. Pretty much. Yeah. And again, I, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't, uh, I, you know, there's some moments where, uh, I'll eat, some junk food but the reminder is right there in the way i feel immediately after that uh you know it's nice to let loose and and eat something different once in a while but like i said if if you're reminded pretty quick by feeling in the dumps uh, after eating some junk food then then uh the motivation the incentive to continue your lifestyle is is right there in front of you so that's kind of been the case for me well thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us and for lending your name to the nourishing potential campaign um, yeah, we'll let you get going. Thank you very much, Jonathan Taves. Great talking to you, Noah. Thanks yeah. again for having me. Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360, and I guess it's technically a wrap on season one of River City 360. Thank you so much for, for coming along on this journey with us. The year has been quite the learning experience for us here at River City 360, and we and we thank you for coming, for listening. And if you've if this is your first time or if this is your uh, 40th time, thank you very much for coming along with us and, and enjoying the show with us uh, every Sunday morning at 8.30. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. On behalf of Robert Zirk, uh, I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River C City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you in, in the first show of Season 2 in 2016. Have a great Sunday, and have a great 2016. Bye-bye.